I want you to see a group of people that have all gathered together today who have perfect church attendance in 2019. Come on, give yourselves a hand. Perfect church attendance in 2019. Congratulations. You guys are all so amazing. How many knows that there are people that are goal setters and then the non-goal setter people? There's just two camps. There's the how many people are goal setters? You are already have your list. All right. How many don't care? You just don't care if there's a list. All right. And, and here's the magic of it. This the universal uh, magic of it. It's just like if you drop a pizza, it's going to fall on the cheese side. It's always going to happen that way. It, it seems like the non-goal people always marry the goal people. Can I get an amen? Right. And and uh, my wife and I are like that. I'm a goal-oriented person. A little OCD about stuff. You know, my, my job is to, to know how to get us there. Her job is to remind us who we are. My job is to get us invited to the party. Her job is to get us invited back to the party because she's a lot more fun, that kind of thing. So goal people and uh, non-goal people. And uh, I know there's some people that have already kind of, I've seen on social media, kind of talking about the new year. And they love the name of the year. Have you seen this where it's like 2007, bringing down heaven? Have you seen that before? 2008, right? It's going to be great. 2010, making the devil's head spin. They named the, they named the year, and uh, I know some of you already, like, we've already tagged the year, and this is going to be the year of breakthrough, and this is going to be the year of this or that, but I want to encourage you that we are, over the next month, we're going to be talking about some holy habits and really creating some cadence that will make a huge difference in our lives, and, and I, I, love the, I love the goal setting. It's so cool, so fun, and some of them make it past the first eight days, but about 78% of them don't. Uh, and, uh, but we do like, we do like supporting our local gyms and fitness centers. Amen. Is that right? And, uh, just continue to support that wonderful charity. I don't know if we get a tax write off for that, but we're helping good people. Right. And, uh, but the bottom line is this, is that we are going to go on a journey this month. I'm not starting the sermon series today because a lot of people are out of town. There's rain, still kind of holidays, but we are starting next week. And I want to encourage you to bring friends, family, bring somebody who needs to see a difference in their life, who, want, who need to see Jesus face-to-face, who need to experience and encounter God's glorious church and hear the good news of what Jesus did for them 2,000 years ago, and that they are not what has happened to them, but they are what has happened for them, and Jesus died for them, and that makes all the difference, and so we're glad that we get to celebrate that. And I believe some lives are really going to be changed, long-lasting change in the month of January. So I want to, again, invite you back. And as you know, uh, tonight at 5 p.m. is small group uh, training. So uh, if you are not a small group leader and you haven't been to our training, come tonight at 5 o'clock. And then afterwards at 6, we're going to have a party. All the other small group leaders who have been through training are going to show up at 6. And we're going to have a last supper because on, on Monday morning, we're starting our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Can I get a, ooh, yes. You're not supposed to like fasting. That's kind of the point. We don't like it. We, it's pushing, pushing the food back, and it's getting on our knees. It's not just theology. It's neology. It's drawing close to God. It's, it's uh, leaning in. It's hearing His voice. And uh, we, we, we realize and we know that there are some battles that are just, they're only won in the Spirit. You cannot win them with your own power, with your own might, but it's by the Spirit, says the Lord. And we need a break. The Jesus told His disciples, hey, look, you, you're, you're not able to win in this spiritual battle, because this doesn't come but by prayer and by fasting. It's going to require prayer and fasting for the breakthrough that you need. And so I want to encourage you to, to for 21 days, be with us, uh, lock arms with us, know that we're doing it, and we're doing it together. 
and that for 21 days we're going to seek God's face. Because what, what I, I believe that what God wants to do in Sonoma County, it's going to happen only because God does it. Not a move of man, but a move of God. And when we seek his face together, and we're in unity together. The Bible says when there's unity, he commands a blessing. He commands a blessing. And I believe that this time is going to break some things in our own life, and it's going to break some things in our, in our area, in our city. And I, I believe that the light of the glorious gospel is going to shine. So uh, you, may, you may push away coffee. I know that's torture for some people. You may push away media. You may do a Daniel's fast. You say, what's a Daniel's fast? It's the fast that Daniel did. Where did Daniel get it? Well, he didn't go and look in the library and go, hey, this is cool. That's my name, Daniel's fast. It's a fast. It was his fast. It's the way he did it. So you can make up your own fast. I have the Chad fast, all right? And uh, it's my own fast. It's the way I fast. It's the way I, I uh, Selah and Shabbat with the Lord and rest in the Lord. It's the way I create cadence and harmony in the spirit and hear God's voice. And so I have my way of doing it. You've got to find your way because when you find your way, I'm telling you, things will open up and the word will open up and things will come alive. The other thing is, is we have a packet. You heard this in the video announcement, but I'm going to say it again because it's the first Sunday and I can do all the commercials I want. But we have this packet that's out there for you, and this is going to help you with prayer and fasting and, and uh, how to do it and how to pray and ways to pray. And it's just so good. So get this. This is free. It's yours. You paid for it, and it's yours, and you earned it because you're amazing and because God wants to put some tools in your hand and some resources in your hand to be able to partner with the local church and with heaven and the kingdom of God to see God's best in the earth. Can I get an Amen. And then also we have uh, a booth out in the front, and that is the version booth. And that is, we have a team that's going to be able to help you get the Bible app on your phone. This is completely free. How many likes free 99? Come on, free 99 is good all the time. And so this is an app that has the Bible. I was just listening uh, yesterday to several chapters, just meditating on the Word. All I had to do is push play. And I got all the versions there I can listen to. Uh, there are devotions. Last year we did as a church the one-year Bible devotional. It's super amazing, and uh, you will have access to so many great topics if you want to uh, conquer in the area of, of, of winning in the area of marriage or uh, fighting pornography. Whatever it may be, there is, an app, there is within this app devotionals that will help you win through the Word of God. How many knows that Jesus' choice weapon when fighting the enemy in the wilderness was the Word of God. Amen? Turn your neighbor, give him a fist bump and say, it's the Word or it's nothing. All right. I know it's raining out, but we've got to do it again. That was a little bit weak. Why don't you turn to the other neighbor that you didn't choose the first time and tell him, it's the Word or it's nothing. All right. So we're going to do this together. We're going to lean in together, the Word and prayer and fasting. And these basic fundamentals are the keystone habits that will change your life forever. And again, starting next week, we're going we're gonna to go into a sermon series that I believe, and I'm ex- I've been excited about for two months. God dropped this into my heart two months ago, and I'm so excited to share this big idea with you. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, you won't want to miss it, all right? So come next week, and you'll still have perfect attendance. Awesome. All right, Acts chapter 3 and 1. Acts chapter 3 and 1. <clears throat> it says this. One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now, a a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. 
Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to them. In fact, that day, the Bible tells us that 5,000 souls were added to the church. So I want you to think about this. One personal breakthrough in an individual's life turned into a great breakthrough for the local church or for the church in Jerusalem. Pretty cool, huh? It's amazing that our breakthrough can be tied to a greater breakthrough that God wants to do, not only in us, but through us. Amen? So I want you to bow your heads. I want you to open your hearts. And for the next 25 minutes, I just want to speak to you from my heart. Heavenly Father, we honor you. We honor your word. We thank you for your spirit that is leading and teaching and, and making known your will to us. God, I pray that your word would come alive and it would be buried in good ground and bring forth fruit. In Jesus' name, and everybody say, amen. Now, my idea today is this, is that there is a here and there is a there, there for all of us. There's a here and there's a there for all of us. And it seems like from here to there would be simple. It usually is simple. We're going to get there, trying to get there. But for this man, getting there was not easy because he was lame, and because of that, he was not able to go into the temple courts. He was not able to enjoy all of the benefits that God had given to Israel. And this was the story and narrative for so many people over the centuries who were so close and yet so far away because they could get here, but they couldn't get there. And what we find in this story, and I find unique is this, is that nothing that this man could do could get him in his own power from here to there. Nothing that he could do within his own strength could get him from here to there. And it had to be a God thing. And I believe that in 2019 that there are some victories that God wants to bring into all of our lives. But it's not going to happen because of our strength. It's going to happen because of the strength of the Lord. It's going to happen because people recognize providence in a moment where we've passed this way a hundred times. And we've been here over and over again, and we've seen the scenery again and again, and it feels like deja vu, but this moment is different, and this opportunity for your life is different, and it's the difference that will bring you from here to there. Now, the problem is, is this guy is asking for change. He's asking for chump change. I just need some change, but he's asking for the wrong change, the change that he needs versus the change that he wants. He's asking for the change that he wants but not the change that he needs. The change that he wants is just loose change, and this is to help with the symptom of his problem. His problem is he is lame. The problem is he's immobile. The problem is he's dependent on other people. The problem is he's not living the full life that God intended for him. So he's asking for change, but he's asking 
for the wrong change. And I want to encourage you, number one is this, is that I want you to be bold with your ask. Whenever you ask God in 2019, whatever it is, be bold in it. Don't just try to get rid of the symptoms and make life pretty and easy. But let's ask God to look deeper and find what is down in the root of my heart. What is, what is in the, the root of my spirit, the ethos of my being that is not in alignment with you, God, that if you were to fix this, it would fix a hundred different things. That if you were to, if you were to put your spirit on this and your, uh, your, your Sabbath and your peace and your rest on this part of my life, it would change a hundred different parts of my life. And that's what Christianity is about. It's not about dealing with symptoms. It's about dealing with the root. It's about staring it at the, in, in the eye and looking at it face to face and saying, you know what? Enough is enough. You've been here too long and you've been called to be there. Why? Because you're a child of God. And every one of us, because we are children of God, we are called to stand in our identity. Identity as children of God is not, is not achieved, it's received. <coughs> It's not achieved. We don't, we don't fight for it and, and work for it. It's received. We are the children of God by faith. I'm so thankful for that, right? But many of us are living below our high calling. And the greatest satisfaction that you're ever going to have in your life is when you step into the identity that God has given you. For instance, my car keys, they have a function. They were made with a purpose for a purpose, right? And when used well, if I can find them ever, um, then they do a lot of good. But they can also be used as a doorstop. They can also be used as a um, hacky sack. They can be used for a lot of different things. But when used based on its creational design and purpose, that's where we get the most satisfaction out of it. And just like your life, you were made for more. You were made to reign with Christ, to be free in Christ. And anything less is here, it's not there. And there is a there that all of us can walk into. Guess what? Boxers box, dancers dance, and the children of God, those who are the sons and daughters of God, we reign with Him in freedom and in life. That's what we do based on our identity that we've received, not achieved. So Jesus, in His identity, He, he led and ministered from victory, not for victory. Why? Because He ministered out of His identity. This man is living below His identity below his intended purpose and a lot of us have been stuck at the gate close but not close enough here but not quite there how many have felt that way before <clears throat> there's a there's a sense of you going there's more there's more and i want to just stir something in your heart and kind of like kind of sing to that note that that string that's in your heart and just say there is more and god intends for you to step into that more in 2019 God intends for you to, to break the shackles and to stand and say, hey, this is my time to walk into God's house and to flourish and to be a blessing and to lift somebody else up. They've been lifting me up. Now it's my time to lift somebody up. I've been attending small groups. Now it's time for me to lead a small group. I've been served. Now it's time for me to serve. I've been listening to somebody teach the word. Now it's time for me to teach the word and to read the word and to study it on my own. Amen. And so it's time to go from here to there. And I don't know what your here is, and I don't, know what, I don't know what your there is. But at the end of the day, we all have a here and we all have a there. Sound like I'm still in Texas right now. Here and there. Comes out every once in a while. 
I love this, Isaiah chapter 43 and 19 says this, for I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. I'm going to do something new. And what I'm about to do is create access and avenues, one for travel and access, and secondly, for resource and life. Where the water flows, the life goes. And what God wants to do is where there was no victory and where there was no access, God wants to open it up. But guess who's going to do it? It's got to be God. You know, I love the, the, the old statement. It's one of my favorite, actually. Henry Ford, they asked him, they said, why are you working so hard on the automobile? And he was, you know, working on creating the automobile. <clears throat> and they said, Henry, listen. What you ought to do is ask the people what they want. This is what Henry Ford said. He said, if I ask the people what they want, they're going to say they want a faster horse. And the truth is, a lot of us don't even know what there really looks like. But we know we're tired of here. We're tired of being stuck. We're tired of being in the same spot day after day. Everything looks like Deja vu. Oh, it's 2019. Nothing's really going to change. Can I tell you how it can change? It can change when you invite God to be a part of the solution. It, 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 it will change when you invite his presence to move into the situation and lead and guide. This wasn't was a Peter thing or a John thing. This was a Kairos moment spirit thing where the Holy Spirit initiates an unction for someone to stop and to look and not keep going, but to stop in the moment and say, this is not the way it should be. And some of us have to stop in the moment and say, I wasn't designed to live this way. I'm living below my privilege. <clears throat> now, here's what the man did. He learned to manage his mess. In fact, he became very good at it. He managed his mess. He managed his brokenness. He managed his problem. And a lot of us, this is where we operate. We operate in managing our mess. We, we really, a lot of times, don't really find true spiritual breakthrough and healing. A lot of it is just we become sophisticated sinners. We have guilt therapy where we feel good because we did some good charity work or came to church and it feels good. And we really never find true deliverance. It's just managing the mess. And that's what this man did. He managed his mess. He had his guy lined up to bring him. He knew what to ask, where to be. He became good in his mess. And I feel like all of us need to be reminded that sin breaks us down. Sin destroys us from accessing all of God's best. I had someone ask, well, well how much sin is bad? Like, how much sin? Like, because we, we measure it, right? Like, I, I'm a sinner, but I'm not a sinner, right? Like, the guy on the front page, right? The guy, the guy stealing money from people. The guy who hurt somebody. There was a, a violent act. I'm not that. And we become sophisticated sinners. And so I answer that question with a question. If I was to give you ice cream, um, and I hate to use this word from the, 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 the platform here, but if I was to give you a, a cup of ice cream and I said, Hey, there's a little bit of uh, baby poop in here, just a little bit. 
It's not a lot of baby poop. It just, we were changing the diapers, little Remington, and it fell into the ice cream. It's just a little bit. I don't know where it is. There's just a little bit in the ice cream. But go ahead and eat up. It's not a lot. It's just a little bit. The Bible says a little leaven, or in my analogy, a little poo, messes the whole lump up. And we go, well, it's just a little bit of sin. It's just a little bit of brokenness. It's a little area of my life that's unredeemed, unprocessed. And I want to tell you, like, let's not live there. Let's not live saying, like, we can manage this part of our lives. Because there is more that God has for you. <clears throat> and, I, and I would assume today, and maybe I'm wrong, I would assume that some of you are like the football game I saw last week where they throw like 60 yards and go running, and it's like, we're all, oh, my God, what a play, and he gets tackled, doesn't make, quite make the touchdown. We're like, that was amazing. But there's a whistle and a flag, a foul. And it, all that was done doesn't even matter. It has to go back to where we started. Go back from there to here because the whistle was blown, because there was a foul. And some of you have been working so hard on getting there, and it feels like every time you get ahead, the devil blows the whistle, or something comes and interferes, and it, has, it brings you back to where you started, and you feel stuck here. Here. I want you to embrace this big idea. Number one, God wants to get you from here to there. Like, God wants it for you more than you. Like, like, the thing that you've been fighting, the giant that you've been facing, the mountain you've been trying to climb, whatever it may be, the thing you've been trying to overcome, the thing you've been trying to find freedom from, whatever that may be, God wants you free from that and victorious over that more than you do. God wants you to enter into those gates and enter into those courts and to sing and to dance and to have victory and to be free. When this man got free, he got free. You ever see somebody who's free? Like, they stop caring what people think. Like, you've been in prison a long time. You get out. You usually don't get out, like, all sophisticated, like, well, it's nice to be out. You're like, "Mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, there's a little pep in your step when you were bound and you're free. Right? And I'm going to tell you today, like, like, our story is God's glory And what he's brought us from, and some of us can look back and go, that's where I was. That's where I was stuck. This is what had me. This is the ailments that plagued me. And again, this message is is not three points right. This is just my heart speaking to you and saying, come on, church, let's move to God's there. Let's move to the next that God has for us because God's moving us forward. We're not to be stagnant. We're not to be stale. Amen. God wants to do a new thing. Manna becomes old and spoiled tomorrow. Today's blessings become old and spoiled tomorrow. God has a new thing for you. You just got to open the tent doors and <clears throat> go out and look for that blessing. It's new every single day. Every single day. Do you believe that today? You believe there's more for you? I believe that this year, we say it every year. We've been saying it for five years. And we've seen it. The track record is true. That if you will make this the best year of your life spiritually, it will become the best year of your life. That's our challenge to you. Like, give us one year of your life. 
Give us one year. Plug into groups. Maybe you haven't been baptized. Like, this is your year. What are you waiting for? Like, show up to Second Wednesday. Like, you want to go to the deep end? Come to Second Wednesday. We have life jackets in the back, but we will throw you into the deep end. All right? You will not, you will not drown, but you will experience the overpowering, you know, the overflowing spirit of the living God. Amen? And this Wednesday is like the best time. Like Pastor Dave is going to bring a word. This is going to be an opportunity for us to, to really, like as we're like in the third day of a fast, come in. We're going to be, uh, we will not be serving taco truck on our second Wednesday. Um, we will not be serving cookies and eggnog on our second Wednesday. I apologize. We will have fresh water from the wall, and uh, we'll have it in plain and clear. Both options are available to you. <coughs> but we're going to come. With, one, with a hunger for one thing, to hear from God, to, to push in a little bit deeper. Jesus said this. He said, you cannot experience what you've been called to experience because, this is what he says, because it's a perverse and it's a faithless generation. It's a, it's a corrupt and an unbelieving generation. Depends what version of the Bible you read. And he, and, and he says the solution to this unbelieving, perverse generation is prayer and fasting. I think that was interesting. That there's two, two words associated to this group and community of faith that's trying to exercise a demon and, 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 and see God's power in a situation. And he says, your problem is you're too close to the world and you're far from me. You're perverse, which means like, like perverseness begins with distance from God. Your heart is far from God. Your mind is far from God. There's areas of your life that are unredeemed. And because of that, there's unbelief. He says, here's the solution. Prayer and fasting. Prayer draws me closer to God. Fasting pushes me away from the elements of the world. It deals directly with the solution to the pollution in our world and in our physical makeup. That we're drawn, the screensaver of our heart will always be self, 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 self. But when I put self on an altar, guess what? Something powerful happens. Something changes. What I love about this story is that it begins with prayer. In fact, this is like the first written scripture story after the day of Pentecost, after the birth of the church. It's, it's Peter and John in their cadence, in their prayer, in their selah, in their time of seeking God and They've done this day after day and seen nothing until the breakthrough happens. And here's the question. What if your breakthrough, what if the breakthrough you've been praying for is a personal breakthrough? What if the breakthrough out there will happen when there's first a breakthrough in here? It happens for the one before it happens for the everyone. It happens in you first. We want to change the world and change the circumstances and change the conditions. But what if the message is this? It has to be God, and it has to be you. It has to be God, and it has to be. It has to be God doing it, and it has to start with you. It has to start with me. And if we embrace that in 2019 and make that our mantra, make that the, 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 the motif that we live by, if we do that, then we'll see victory. You'll see victory. So 
we're stepping into holy habits, spiritual cadence, spiritual development over this next 21 days. And we're going to be sending emails, and if you don't get our emails, we have a connect card that you can let us know your information. We love to, there's a text that goes out about once every uh, maybe maybe week or two. We just, we want to resource you. We want to give you the power to win in the area of prayer and fasting. If you say, man, I, I've never done this before. Can I tell you, this, number one, this is not a diet, okay? A, a diet changes the way you look. A fast changes the way you see. And, and, and we're not, this is not about looks. I don't mind shedding a few Christmas inches. They're there. They're there. Hallelujah, man. But that's not the purpose of it, right? Like, this is not like, oh, my goodness, Lord, you are, this is a miracle. It's a miracle. I broke 180. Hallelujah. And that's not what this is about. This is about something breaking inside of you. This is about something coming alive inside of you. Here's the three questions that I've asked myself for this year. I ask myself, what is dying in me this year? Or what am I going to let die? The second question I've asked is, what am I birthing this year? What, what am I going to bring into this year? What is this year going to bring through me? What is God in, what's God's intention for my life? What is dying in me and what am I going to birth? And the third question I asked, and I asked myself the last week, where am I coasting? What have I put on autopilot? What, what area of my life did I push autopilot and let it just kind of coast? Because where there's slack, there's always lack. And that's not God's best for you. So here's my challenge for you. Number one, own the change. Ask for the change that you need, not the change that you want. What is it? What is it deep down inside? You know, Holy Spirit can bring that to your, to your mind. The second thing is this, is that you need to know you have a high calling on your life, a high purpose on your life. And that prayer, fasting, and Bible reading are the fundamentals for your spiritual formation and growth. And if you want to grow this year, like we can't bypass the keystone habits that make for true spiritual development, we will help you. We will do whatever we can. I remember being an 18-year-old Christian kid who grew up in church looking at the Bible going, this is like a vast ocean. I don't even know where to begin. And I had a few teachers just point me the way. Let's start with Matthew and John. Let's look at Hebrews and understand the Old Testament. Let's look into the, the Old Testament and see the New Testament. And it, I needed a guy. I needed someone to, to teach me how to understand God's Word. And when that happened, things began to unlock in my mind, my heart, and my soul. It's for you. It's for me. There's a change coming. Would you bow your heads? Heavenly Father, we honor you. It's a new year, a new opportunity. What you want to do and what your heart is for this county will not be a move of mankind but it will be a move of God. As your spirit leads and convicts and turns hearts toward you, as your spirit and your fire comes upon your local churches and sets us ablaze with passion and fervor, fervor in our prayers and fervor in our praise, 
God, we're here, but you're calling us there. And the only way through that gate, the only way to pass through is for a touch from you, a miracle. And so these next 21 days, we're looking, searching, reaching, pining, looking, Lord, unto you, the author and finisher of our faith, because there is a breakthrough coming, a spiritual breakthrough. If we want to win, we have to win spiritually. If we want to be free, we have to be free spiritually. If we want to be clean, we have to be clean spiritually. Do a spiritual work in our hearts. God, you're calling us and drawing us, and there's people in this room We've almost settled for less. We've almost settled for here. God, we feel compelled. We feel constrained. We feel that call to the next, that call to the new, that call to step out of the boat and into the unfamiliar and to step into what you have for us, a life of faith, a life of relationship with you. We say Jesus plus nothing equals everything. That the, that the hole in our heart will never be filled with a what, but it's only a who that can fill the hole in our heart. So Jesus, fill that hole in our heart today. And if there's anyone far from you who doesn't know you today, who's in this room, we can call on your name and repent and turn our hearts to you today. Change will happen. Healing will happen. Hope and salvation today. You are near today. You are here. We honor you, Lord. We honor you, Lord. Holy Spirit, fill us today. Fill us. Fill our hearts today. We honor you. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's going to be breakthroughs in our schools, in the arts, business, in the streets, in the corners, in the single family home, in the apartment complexes, in the high rise, in the fields, in the entertainment. It's going to, your spirit wants to move. Your spirit wants to blow through every corner and area and nook of Sonoma County's awakening hearts to your truth. Lord, you're summoning us into purpose, into destiny, into providence. We say yes, Lord, to your divine will. We say yes, Lord, to lifting our eyes to the hills from whence comes our help. Our help comes from heaven. You are the Lord. Let us have clean hands and a pure heart that we can stand in that holy hill, that we can stand in that mountaintop in your presence. Wash us through your goodness. Wash us through your love. Wash us and cleanse us, Lord, of our iniquity. Heal our hearts today. Heal our hearts today. Would you just right where you are, eyes closed, but, but head bowed, but would you just raise your hand to heaven right now? Just, just raise your hand as a posture of, of just saying yes to him today. Today I'm saying yes to heaven. Today, my, my heart and my hands are lifted. We honor you. We receive it today, Lord. You're doing a new thing today. There's going to be roads and there's going to be rivers in the wilderness. Rivers 
in the wilderness, roads in the wilderness, something new, something different. Change is coming. Change is here. I'm embracing it. I'm receiving it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen.